Welcome to the Reset Podcast with Kirk Elliott, PhD, where every week we integrate politics, economics, and legislation that will impact your investment portfolios and lives. In doing this, we can reset our expectations so we can invest with wisdom, discernment, and confidence. Sit back, listen, and learn as we go on the journey of navigating through the economic jungle together. Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Kirk. Happy Monday. This is my weekly commentary for this week. Sorry, everybody traveling last week. And uh, it, this one is delayed. We didn't actually get one done last week. So I apologize. I was out with Scott McKay doing the tour, um, hit up a few cities, and it was boom, boom, boom. Just, um, just man just conference after conference after conference. And it was amazing. I love seeing all the, all the people of like mind in the same room, you know, fighting for freedom. And it, and it was awesome. And uh, congrats, Scott McKay, finishing up this tour for this year. Um, excited for next year's tour. But what I want to talk about this week is um, the inflationary pressures, the high cost of Bidenomics is, is what I'm calling it, because Biden's economy stinks. It's and it's getting worse. And so when you look at where some of this is going to be rehashed from a couple of weeks ago, but very little of it because I need to add on to that. Right. So so a little over 30 days ago, um, core CPI inflation was four and a half percent. Now it is six point eight percent. OK, put this into perspective. That's a little over 30 days. That's now a 44% increase in inflation in just over a month. <laughs> so this is Venezuela-style inflation growth, right? This is, this is ridiculous. But there's more to it than that. So, so over the last 12 months, energy prices rose 33.3%. Um, and that's uh, kind of all major energy component indexes increasing very sharply. The gasoline index rose 58.1% over the last 12 months. See, that's the largest 12-month 12 12-month increase since April of 1980. Natural gas went up 25.1% in the last 12 months. Um, and then when you start to look at other things like food, for example, well, food at home, so things that you would eat at home, went up 6.4% in the last 12 See, that's the largest 12-month increase since the period ending in December of 08. But it gets worse when you look at meats, poultry, fish, and eggs. That increased 12.8% over the last year, with, with beef rising 20.9%. See, in Biden's economy, you've got fewer people working, which means they're pinched for income. But yet these massively rising prices, well, why are the prices rising? Well, they're rising because not because the economy is growing and it can sustain higher prices. It's the inflation is growing because of the relentless printing of money. I mean, they're, they're not stopping. And then when, when you look at the, oh, I, it's a build back better plan, right? It's such a stupid name, the BBB. Um, it's hard to even pronounce, right? But build back better plan. That's, that's Biden's new infrastructure bill, right? Well, that increases the deficit according to the Congressional Budget Office. And I'm telling you all, they are wrong. 
they think that this is going to increase the deficit by $3 trillion over the 2022 to 2031 period. That's, that's okay. So for the next 10 years, they think it's going to go up by $3 trillion? No, it is not. They had to raise the debt ceiling this year alone by over $3 trillion. <laughs> So for them to say it's going to increase it by $3 trillion over 10 years, it's nonsense. When, when they rose the debt ceiling by $3 trillion in one year, okay? So, so when we look at the metrics of how inflation is measured, um, the worst that we've ever seen was in the Carter, Carter's last year in office, and it was 13.5%. So, but they've, they've had all kinds of adjustments. President Clinton in 1996 appointed the Boskin Commission to actually figure out a way to reduce um, the official rate of inflation because so many government payments were tied to the official rate of inflation. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, women, infant, children programs, food stamps, right? Tied to the official rate of inflation. So here's the party for the people, right? The Democrats saying, uh, how do we kind of stick it to the people and reduce government expenditures? Oh, well, let's, let's change the way that inflation is measured. So I'm going to give you just a quick little story here. So let's just say that the, the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, is a basket of 30 goods, okay? Let's just say that one of those components is steak, you know, just steak that you would eat. Well, let's just say that steak went up 50% over a year span. The, the, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, who does all of these inflation numbers, would basically say, ah, that's too much. Let's substitute steak for hamburger right? And so let's say hamburger is 30% less than steak. Steak truly went up 50%. But since hamburger is 30% less, they said that that was a 30% reduction in inflation. No, it's not. They're changing the basket of goods. So that means that, that looking from the Carter years until now, it's a completely different metric. But if you use the exact same metrics back then as today, that means inflation today is well over 17%. Okay, this is a problem. This is a problem because that's unsustainable and it's only increasing, it's accelerating. So how do policymakers slow down inflation? There's, there's really two ways. They can, they can actually stop stimulus, you know, stop the printing of money, which devalues the currency. And therefore it takes more of that cheapened currency to buy valuable goods and services. That's inflation, right? Um, but they're not going to do that because that kills the economy overnight. So the other option is, is raise interest rates, increase the cost of borrowing. That means people will borrow less because it's more expensive to do so. But, but they've been reluctant to raise rates because that'll kill the economy too. And we're shackled with so much debt in this nation. So, but inflation has persisted so much that just last week, uh, Jerome Powell, chairman of the Fed, said, hey, you know what? Um, we got to start raising rates. Um, the, the, they've already kind of stated it just last week during the Fed, Fed meetings, um, a minimum of three times, um, but upwards of six times, they're going to uh, increase uh, rates next year, six different times. So... When you look at that, Larry Summers, who was who was uh, Secretary of Treasury, you know, um, during the, the Clinton Obama years, right? So um, he, he's on their side, right? Democrat, but but he said if you just have three rate increases, 
during that time, the NASDAQ will probably come down 50% next year. And Bitcoin will probably come down 70% next year. I was like, oh. So that's what happens when you've got rising cost of borrowing, people spending less, corporate revenues are going to come down, people aren't going to invest as much. This is going to have a dramatic impact on the stock market, on things like Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Um, and then increasing on that is, is government regulations on you know the potential for taxing unrealized gains on cryptocurrencies, unrealized gains. It's like that that doesn't even make sense to me. It's like, what day do you pick that, right? Because if people knew the date, they would just sell off the day before to not have that unrealized gain taxed. And then they have to have realized gains when capital gains, when they ultimately sell the stuff, right? So boom, boom, tax after tax. And so all of this is going to be, I, I'm, I'm guessing, just horrible um, economy in 2022. Add to that Evergrande, um, which we've talked about this before. Um, it's not just interest payments, you know, uh, moving forward. It's, it is interest payments every single month that they have to make um, upwards of 150 to $250 million a month to meet their, their um, interest payments. But in March and April of 2022, They've got over three and a half billion dollars of principal reduction. They can't even make their interest payments. What's to us to think that they can make something, you know, 10 times plus more than an interest payment in a principal reduction? They're not going to be able to. So that's going to kill the bond market. It's going to kill the equities markets. Um, and I'm guessing May of 2022 is going to be a bloodbath because Evergrande will actually not just default on interest payments, they will default on principal of over $3 billion. Well, that's going to strap already illiquid banks even more as they're going to get a big default on their hands. That's, that's my um, pr prediction is that they default because they can't even make interest payments. What's us to think that they're going to make a principal reduction? I don't think that they will. So, uh, between now and then, things are going to be falling apart even more as as inflation ravages our society. But then moving forward beyond that, you know, we, we've got major economic upheavals coming. How do you protect yourself? Gold and silver. Look, gobble up as much gold and silver as you can, but, pr but primarily silver. Um, it's it's outperforming gold. So when, when they're both equally as safe, gobble up as much silver as you can, right? Do it in your IRA, do it outside of your IRA, whatever you can. Um, and you've heard me say this before, things go up with inflation. I don't care if it's coal, steel, gas, gold, silver, anything that's tangible will go up with inflation. Well, gold and silver are things so therefore, they will go up with inflation, right? So that's how you protect yourself during an inflationary environment. When our freedoms are eroding all around us, your finances don't need to erode with it, right? So, so this is where we just take the, the bull by the horns, take that leap of faith, gobble up as much as you can, give our office a call. Um, most of you who are allocated, you're in the right place at the right time, right? But if you have any more that you haven't moved yet, gobble up as much as you can, because what I see coming is, is not going to be good, right? It, it's simply not going to be good. Add to this, 69% of Americans now disapprove of Biden's handling of inflation. So now the masses are starting to revolt. The tide is turning here, right? And 
And we just need to be wise stewards with everything we've been given, allocate accordingly to take advantage of these trends rather than the trends take advantage of us. It's all I got for this week. Um, hopefully that was helpful. Inflation is ravaging our economy, but there are things we can do to protect and preserve. God bless. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. Every week, our goal is to increase your knowledge and help melt away any financial anxiety and stress that causes inaction. In any economy and with any presidential administration, there are things we can do to thrive and not just survive. Thanks for going on this journey with us. We look forward to our next time together on the next installment of Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. If you have any questions, call us at 720-605-3900 or simply email us at info at kirkelliotphd.com.